Hello, just a quick bit before this week's episode to let you know that we have a Patreon you can subscribe to if you like what we're doing here and you want more of it. You probably already knew that. We don't stop going on about it. What you didn't know is that you can currently get a little free trial so you know exactly what you'd get as part of your subscription. You can head to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in the show notes to get your first seven days free. All you need to do is pick which tier you'd like a free trial of. The Biggest Mates tier is the one that has all the extras in it. And then for seven days, you are free to listen to any episode we've released in the last six months. You can cancel any time or just leave the subscription rolling if you like what you find. It's charged monthly. And during any month, as part of that Biggest Mates tier, you'll get ad-free episodes of this show every Monday. You'll get a brand new episode of our new Manic Street Preacher show every month. Two episodes every month of The Ultimate Playlist, our themed playlist show, where we talk about all kinds of different music, different artists, different genres, different eras, and one or two bonus episodes every month, depending on the length of the month. That's two episodes every week. There's also other tiers to trial. One that is just the Manic Show and ad-free What Is Music episodes, and another that is just ad-free What Is Music episodes. But hey, if the first seven days are free, why not try a bit of everything? Plus, all tiers include access to the exclusive subscriber-only Discord where we discuss the shows, the bands we've covered, various music topics, and loads of other stuff, including some games that the friendly community have devised themselves. So head on over to our Patreon page now to claim your free seven-day trial. Go to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in our show notes. See you there. When I'm away from you, I'm happier than ever. <gasps> Look at that, guys. That's really going at the front, isn't it? Look at that. Oh, mate, I tell you what, I was on, I was on camera in the office and the camera was like behind me and up on the ceiling pointing down but I was looking at the screen in front <laughs> of me you, where I could what see were it you so, doing? I could, so I could see the I work and in you were on your computer, hands so, and knees so cameras and <laughs> etc are a part of my day to day life um, and it was basically pointing yeah, down you're a at the girl. rear of me and so I was looking at the top of my head which is something you don't often see right. and it was upsetting oh. oh really why what's going on back there well, less than when you were a teenager. Less hair than when I was born. Born? Nah, that's not true. <laughs> really, less hair than you when when you were born. Well, they did, you know, on um on your birth certificate, they um they didn't actually they didn't give you your name straight away, did they? So they actually put on your birth certificate, Harry E T. Yeah, is that right? <laughs> yeah, they shortened because it, it was just they just Harry had to describe e. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hello, uh, and welcome to What Is Music, a music podcast about music. We're a podcast that focuses on discographies in their entirety, doing deep dives on one artist at a time. You join us during season three, which is called Should I Listen? A critical analysis of the history, cultural impact and music of Billie Eilish. We're going through her entire career, album by album, track by track, asking questions like, does context matter when you're listening to music? Does knowing the history of an artist affect your appreciation of their output? And this season, we're of course asking, should I listen? And to be clear, we're asking, should I listen to the the musical artist Billie Eilish, not should I listen to this, the third season of our podcast, which is called Should I Listen, into which you are now listening. I'm Adam Scott Glassball, joined by my co-hosts, uh, Steve Murphy. Good evening. Although someone might be listening to it in the morning, I should cover all possibilities. Good morning. And that's it. There's only two. Lucas? <laughs> and Lucas Way. <laughs> Good 
<laughs> good. Good. Just good. Good. <laughs> Great. Good. Good. Uh, we're on our quest to answer the question, what is music? Uh, I think music is... What do you guys think? Great. Really? What you think music is, it's up to interpretation, mm. and so are you asking us. Mm. No, I think I it just think is. I, Steve I think music always is, goes first, you know? so I'm going to answer the question first. I mean, I already went. I yeah. thought I said it was great. Oh, music's yeah, great. Yeah, okay, it's, great. it's all right. It's, great. it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Some, okay. some, right. Some's, well, no. You don't listen some's to it, all so right. you don't know. Some's all right. Some's great. Some's bad. Oh. Some, mm. some, some's nothingy. Some 41. Some 41. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. How are you guys? <laughs> uh, fit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a bit, just bit, bit tired. Yeah, just tired. Bit tired. Run down. We're all a bit, t- we're all a bit How tired. Are you, Adam? <laughs> So let's listen to this Hopefully album. Tired. Make, this album's <laughs> going to make us even more tired. You, uh, you feeling peppy, Adam? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, when I really want to uh, put myself in a good mood, um, uh, I, uh, I want to sit down and talk at length about an album that's about uh, sexual mm-hmm. abuse um, and, uh, you know, uh, mishandling of power, uh, death, um, the way that women are treated in the music industry, um, more sexual abuse. It's um, a fun episode. Institutional it's abuse. It's a fun, uh, fun episodes. Oh, it's real Holy Bible vibes already, isn't it? Oh, just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a bit low energy, bit low energy. Yeah, low energy. We'll just bring it right down. We'll just bring it right down. Just to this, this level. Well, we're here. normally quite high energy, so it's time people have a little bit of a quiet. Episode. Chill out, guys. Smoke yeah, a dupe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, just yeah. sit on your beanbag for God's smoke, sake. Smoke some banana skins because that works, right? That was what I was taught in school. What? What? Oh, people definitely like would smoke banana skins because they were like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, that that that's a, that's a thing that works." Yeah, yeah. They're getting high off all the potassium. Yeah. Maybe that's oh man. We're going through the discography of uh, global <laughs> pop star Billie Eilish from three different perspectives. Me, very analytical, deeply into the artistic context of music, also a fan of Billie Eilish. Steve, you're moderately thoughtful about music and you've become very confused about what it is that you like. You're a bit of a Billie Eilish fan. Mm-hmm. Lucas, you've got less interest in the artistic nature uh, of music, mainly use it as a source of entertainment or uh, background noise while you're doing whatever it was you were describing doing on camera earlier. Um... <laughs> You had no idea who Billy Eilish was at the start of this season. Uh, last week we explored. <laughs> oh, he's uh, brought it up. Listen to this. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of sleeping. It's a little blurry, <laughs> which is a film documenting Billy's rise to and handling of her stardom. Uh, we had some very interesting discussions about that, um, which is interesting because it, it's almost, uh, you know, I actually think that that film is kind of required watching. Uh, for the album that we're going to do today. I agree entirely. I, I absolutely agree, yeah. I agree entirely. Yeah. Yeah. Adam, mm. Adam, yes. does knowing the context of an artist help you appreciate their output? I and the answer to that does. question is yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Does, on this episode, Adam, Adam, I think, wins. Oh, Adam wins. Did we Thank you for Adam listening. Win. Okay, all right. Bye. 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 Sean Moore.
<laughs> did we all um did we all do you know what i'm uh, I'll, I'll ask that question when we get into the album a little bit because i am i am slightly uh interested in 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 what i was going to ask but i'm it's not the appropriate time yeah, please leave me alone it's nearly half past seven uh it is nearly half past seven it's not, it's not the time uh does anyone want to hazard a guess as to where we left billy eilish because we've done a lot of time traveling we've done a lot of back and forth can anybody remember where we where we left her covid covid happened tour got cancelled yeah I'm, yeah i mean that's a good uh that's a good uh assessment yeah hold on shall i get back into me oh man just hanging out no, okay. What? We left no, her in April we 2020. <laughs> we don't need it. <laughs> and the world has shut down due to COVID. And she swept the Grammys and she released Elo Milo as a single. Her world tour is cancelled. So what that means is the whole of 2020 as a year, and as far as I'm concerned, it is a whole calendar year, mm. is actually like relatively quiet. So on July 30th, 2020, she releases the single My Future. There you go. And in September, ah. she releases her own signature ukulele. Sorry, Adam said... Uh, uh, with Fender. Lucas said... Ah. So... Well, hang on. <laughs> he did, so, he so did, the, yeah. the world only shut down and she had to cancel a tour in, in April 2020. Right? No, this is just where we... Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, that tour was it. going to be to promote, to, to do, to, for, for when we all fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. So she's at that point still. If if the world had been normal, she would have been very much in in still promoting first album cycle. Uh Yep. She is forced to stop promoting that album due to unforeseen circumstances. Uh And then within three months, she's like, "Well, I've got a new single though. I've I've done a load of new stuff. Uh, Don't worry about it. Probably already done it. Yeah, yeah, it's at the end of the world's a little blurry. No rest. No rest." Uh, it is at the end of the world's a little blurry, but in 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 our timeline currently, Steve, the world's a little blurry is not out oh. yet because we're in 2020. And you're right, yeah. My future was written right at the start of uh, of lockdown, so it probably would have been around March, April sort of time. So she's she's not releasing that because she's also got the other thirty thousand tracks on this album ready to go. She's not. She's doing the thing she's drip feeding. Yeah, she's she's excited about the thing she's just recorded. She's put it out. She hasn't announced like this is the first single from an album. Right. This is just. The latest single, similar to what she did with uh, "You Should See Me in a Crown." You should see me in a um, crown. Crown. Um, any reaction to the fact that she has her own signature line of ukuleles? Um, I think she's uh, cashing in, and she should be ashamed of herself. Yeah, I can't imagine if uh, an Good artist had a signature line of stringed instruments. <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, I would, if I was in her position, I wouldn't dare not do that. I would do everything in my power to cash in on every opportunity. I would have a signature guitar. I would have signature glasses. I'd have a signature hat. I would have. And what would what would the signature guitar look like? What For me, it, what would it have on it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be a bass, wouldn't it? I guess it'd be a bass. No. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. It'd be a, sorry. It'd be a keytar. It'd be a double neck. Uh, it'd be a double neck. Right. Here's <laughs> yeah. what it would be. Okay. You know those digital guitars where they do have strings, but they're they're yeah. like a digital input, and then there's buttons for every fret and string. Yeah. Essentially, on the key. yeah, like digital yeah, I do know from that. like the eighties. Yeah. One neck sure. is that, uh-huh. and mm. the other neck is a keytar with a Missy Guitara. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is there a third one that's so a the chainsaw? Bo- the, the the body is massive because it's got the strings for that. Yeah, yeah. It's got the Missy Guitara. Uh-huh. And it's got a keyboard on it, oh, yeah, and yeah. then it's got double, right. and then it's got two necks. With this conflict with your Chanel 
uh, contract. Why are they related, mate? One's to do with perfume and the other one's to do with guitars. Why would they in any way ever overlap? Just what are you promote. Well, they might, what are you they might have said that you can't have another deal with another brand yeah. or something. I don't, I don't, don't know, know the That's why I'm asking you, Lucas. You know, I don't know the international deal. I don't take care. I've got people that take yeah, care. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that to the lawyers, yeah, I suppose, yeah. isn't it? Um, in October of 2020, she does a live streamed show to benefit crew members who've lost work due to COVID. It's kind of like an augmented reality type thing. So, like, there's bits where she's eaten by a shark on stage, uh, an animated mm. shark and stuff like that. And um, so she's performing on kind of like a blank stage, but there's all sorts of, like, digital things that she interacts with. Is it that with. shark that Snoop Dogg played at the Super Bowl? Yeah. That yeah, one. it is. Okay. It's that one. Yeah. You're talking about left shark. Left is shark, that the right, yeah. Is that the same <laughs> thing? Classic left shark. <laughs> is, is that what, right, okay. Right. Well, I didn't know that was Snoop Dogg. Well, how, like, there's, that, there's, there's rumours that left shark was Snoop Dogg. Wow. Right. And what's the deal with Left Shark? He's people liked him. What was his what was his why? Was what, I think, he, I think he just thing? drew attention to the people instead of Katy Perry, right? He was such an like an such an an electrifying such a magnetic presence. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that people were more interested in Left Shark than they were in Katy Perry. Absolutely magnetic okay, performance right. from Left Shark. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Uh, She releases another single in November. On November the 12th, she releases Therefore I Am. Um, And it's around this time that she reveals that she is indeed working on a new album. Uh, It doesn't come out in 2020, though. Um, In the first month of 2021, which from the top of my head is January, uh, specifically January the 21st, she releases Lovas a Olvidar, which is her... uh, Collaboration with um, Rosalia, Rosalia, Rosalia. Yeah, what do you reckon? Also, Left Shark wasn't Snoop Dogg. He uh, he tweeted that he was Left Shark when it was a joke. That's, that is right. very funny. In case you're, yeah. in case you're wondering, is does anyone have any idea how to pronounce? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Rosalia. Rosalia. I think that nice, sounds right. I think that's Rosalia. Let's have a clip of La Vasa Olvida. Yeah, that's right. Well done. Um, uh-huh. From the soundtrack. Uh, she loves the soundtrack, to the, doesn't she? To the TV show Euphoria. Well, they're very lucrative, Lucas. Mm-hmm. Um, Euphoria. Euphoria. That's a Bard of Minor phenomenon, that is. When, when, you first disco- when you first learn of a thing and you suddenly feel like you mm. see it everywhere. Yeah. I only ever heard of that show for the first time a couple of... And I'm now seeing clips of it yeah. on TikTok. Yeah. You just mentioned Same. it. And I was reading something about seeing lots of men's dicks in it. 
it's apparently it's got a lot of good I mean that seems action. less like the, the Bader-Meinhof effect and more like a very efficient algorithm mm. yeah it's uh, presenting you with all these things about heroin I think is it I think so it's got Zendaya in it right yeah yeah, yeah. Does she say the word soy boy in this song? Oh, I doubt it. I mean, she obviously doesn't. I'm pretty sure she says like lo soy something, but it really at one yeah, point sounds like she says the words what is. soy boy. Yeah, soy, which is soy like, boy. Yeah. I am, isn't it? Yeah. Um, because, yeah, yeah. Uh, le soy soy boy. Because <laughs> it Your I, soy soy boy. Have you heard all the, the <laughs> yeah, Vince? Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Who's the guy McMahon. from? Staples. McMahon. No. <laughs> Vaughn. No. His name's not even Vince, <laughs> is it? Who's the guy from like Fast and the Furious? With a V. Vin. Vin Diesel. Vince Diesel. Vince. I mean, his name, Vince is, Diesel. his name is Vince. His oh, name go. is Vincent. Yeah, that's just what I his know, name man. is oh, Vincent okay. right. Sinclair. You... So he is, he is technically a Vince. <laughs> Wait, his given last name is not actually Diesel. Nah, unfortunately, it's not. Fuck. I mean, of I love that's devastating. I love the fact that his surname, like, he obviously had the name Vin Diesel <laughs> long before he did the Fast and Furious films, and that's just a co- convenient coincidence that he's got like a petrol-themed surname. Is it? Is it a coincidence, or is it the sole reason he was cast? <laughs> <laughs> if, if, he if was cast <laughs> just because he's called Vin Diesel, and now it's one of the most <laughs> lucrative things you could ever be. Do you in. think if I changed my name to Rocky Nitro, I might get into the Fast and the Furious? Franchise. You might join La Familia. I think you'd end yeah. up in, in Paul. The reason I brought up Vin, my mate Vin, have you seen yeah. the clip of him doing all the I am groups? Yes. And just uh, that's the only reason I know that's what I am is in, in Spanish. Mm, yeah, no, yeah, that's 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 interesting. Um, it's like more it. interesting than this song. Yeah, though. I've got yeah. nothing to say. I, I've, I've, I've got two <laughs> notes to this song. One says Soy Boy. Yeah. And okay. the other says Shrug, Repetitive. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose it's it's um, ambient and almost entirely vocal, mm. uh, which is, is slightly interesting. There's there's that uh, auto tune kind of T Pain slight effect on on a, on a lot of it uh, towards the end, especially the um, the maybe the repetitiveness of the song is like the repetitiveness mm. of being a heroin addict and uh, doing the same thing every day. Probably more days. that it was like because it was yeah, written maybe. for. a... Maybe. TV show, it probably doesn't come across so well just as a song to listen to. I'm just a lazy. Song. Don't know that it was written for a TV show because it was written two years before it came mm. out. They're very, they're very, they plan ahead. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Although the 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 collaboration with Rosalia was, uh, yeah, was was teased in in 2019, oh. uh, a, a long time before the song actually came out. The title translates to "You Will Forget." Which uh, I will seems appropriate. I will. Here's, here are my notes. Yes. Uh, basically, a cappella, very beautiful harmonies. Um, also, very forgettable. Mm, you will forget. I like the vocoder. It's not a vocoder. It's an auto tune. It's a hard oh. tune. Vocode this. So about a month after that song uh, is released on February 26th, that's when the world's a little blurry is released on Apple TV Plus and in select cinemas. Uh, and around that same time, she wins. Uh, a dismal two Grammys. Imagine <laughs> only winning two Laughable. Grammys. Imagine. I know. I know. Uh, one is for best song written for visual media, which uh, goes to No Time to Die, of course. Yeah. And the other yeah. is Record of the Year. Um, record of the Year goes to Everything I Wanted. What's that? Wait, Absolutely what? no reaction to that. Unbelievable. Well, what is that? Okay. Know what I wanted. Like, everything I wanted. Everything I wanted. Is that what's that? Is that from the last album? It was. Uh, it was a single that was sort of written halfway between. It's the one about jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge. 
very emotional song that she wrote. Nothing, Lucas? Nah, it's got nothing. It's, um, nothing. It's, got, it's completely, obviously, exited my brain. I must okay. have. Did I not rate it? There was a whole, like, uh, no, you a liked show it. we you did liked in it. between and then a documentary we did. So, I, you know, that's fair enough. You deleted I liked, it from I liked mind. it. I liked it, but apparently I've forgotten it. <laughs> it's, it's one record of the year. Do you want, uh, to, do you want to listen to it? Yeah, see pop it on. Yeah, just shove that on. Let's see what you Let's think talk about this. it. It might remind me. Of what I mean, I found this season very hard to remember things because it's just been... Oh, yeah, this one was great. Yeah, I like this one. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah the Grammys cool. agreed. They gave it record of the year. Oh, well done, Grammys. <laughs> Which is not the same as song of the year. Oh, oh well, why, <laughs> why, why? What's the difference? Is record of the year know. an album? But obviously not, because that won it. No, no, no. At the album of the year um, is is called the album of the year award. Mm. Mm, yes, this is got it? record of the year, but something else won song of the year. What? Shut up, Grammy. In the previous Grammys, Bad Guy won Song of the Year and Record of the Year. Uh, what's, yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> what's the what's point? What's the point? What's the point? What's the point in awards? <laughs> I'm looking it up. Record. You talk yeah, about yourself. Look up the, what's, the, uh, what's the difference? Record of the Year versus Song of the Year. Okay, here we go. This is live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. The difference between record versus song of the year. The site cannot provide a secure location. It sent an invalid <laughs> okay. response. I so, can't load the page because the Grammys website is too insecure. They don't want you to know. They will not let you know I the information. I can't load the page. What a fucking joke. Grammys are a fucking embarrassment. But Jesus I found a Vox article Christ. about it. Okay, great. Okay, great. Read that to us. Okay, the whole thing. Album of the year is the album of the year. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, we've that's the one thing we knew. Record of the year, often confused with song of the year, since both goes into individual songs. The distinction is somewhat simple. The record of the year honors first and foremost the performing artist. Song of the year honors the songwriter. Which, which in this case, the same person. Is, is the record same person. of the year is given to the performing artist, the producers. The sound engineer, the master mm. engineer, and the sound mixers. Yeah. Instead of thinking how to remember it, thanks, Fox. Instead of thinking of a record as a physical spinning record, think of it as a product of the recording studio and everyone involved in that process. Uh, song of the year uh, is going to the person who wrote the song. Uh, that's that's cleared up absolutely nothing for me uh, in, in regards no. to song of the year versus record of the year. But fine, whatever. Um, on April 27th, she uses her Instagram to announce that Happier Than Ever will be released on July 30th. But in between April 27th and July 30th, she still finds the time to release three singles from it. She releases Your Power, Lost Cause, and NDA. Uh, Your Power is, is is received well critically, but it doesn't like go... like It's not bad guy, you know? It doesn't go stratospheric in the charts or, or anything. And in fact, none of the singles do. And Lost Cause has a music video that attracts criticism, uh, accusations of queer baiting. Now, are you guys familiar with queer yeah, baiting? I remember this. I have heard the word. I would, uh, I would like a dictionary definition, please, before I before I try and spell it. Could I have a? Could I? Could uh, I hear it in a sentence, please? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the notion of uh, somebody. Uh, 
you know, trying to make money from um, queer uh, presentation or, or queer issues, right? Without necessarily themselves being part of that group. Well, that's where it gets a bit tricky because or or or, or who or, who, or, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so we're not talking um, like so we're not talking like Kylie Minogue, who just naturally became a gay icon for reasons. No, we're talking about a more deliberate thing to sort of co-opt um to co-opt LGBTQ um representation in order to make money from that community. The the music video is her like basically sort of in pajamas, isn't it? Like barely not wearing a lot with with a lot of girls um getting very close to them. Yeah. Quite, it's quite sexual. Um yeah, and that and that's what caused the backlash. Was it backlash? Yeah, she, they, they, they. Um, I think uh, a portion of people feel that, um, you know, she was trying to portray herself as gay in order to make money off of the gay community, but nobody actually really. I mean, from my perspective, nobody knows if if Billy is is gay or not, and I don't think that we need to like ask. I don't think yeah. we need to like uh you know get get Billy to come out if that's what she wants to do or not in order to assess whether or not what she's doing is of value. Yeah, I guess I guess people just look for stuff to be upset about. It is it is a genuine concern. I don't think it uh, applies quite quite nearly as as often as 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 a good portion of people uh believe it to. But then then there's also sort of like further controversy which manifests itself um when a video clip that was taken when she was 13 uh is dug up from the archive of the internet you have to remember that everything you do or have said will come back to haunt you uh, at some point uh, there's a video of her mouthing along to a song by tyler the creator in which she mouths the word and i'm going to use a racial slur here she mouths the word chink um there is another video in which she uses what is called a black scent where she kind of alters her voice in order to um kind of imitate um somebody you know the vocal intonations of a community to which she doesn't belong uh, and another video in which she seems to mock an asian accent uh, those are edited down into a helpful little clip for for uh, everybody oh, to so hear helpful, these, these these people these good faith these good yeah. faith arguments so helpful, are really helpful yes now look and all of these, she's like a child. She's thirteen. Yes. Who gives a fuck then? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. There, there is that 13. aspect of it. There, there is also the aspect of you know. I mean, yeah. She shouldn't have done those things. Um, even when you're thirteen, those things are offensive. Uh, but you know, she's uh, at this point uh, in her career. I mean, it's twenty twenty one, so she's nineteen. Um, why? Why do you think it's coming out now at this point? Because she's getting popular, yeah. I mean, because yeah. she's famous, isn't it? Yeah, she's huge. Yeah. So, because if you have enormous success, the ne- the the thing that knocks on your door next, I think, is some kind of backlash, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she's currently being uh, what the internet would call dragged uh, due to homophobic uh, homophobic comments uh, that her supposed boyfriend may or may not have made on an instagram post a number of years ago and she's getting yeah okay that's something isn't it yeah 
that is something and it's not to deny that that you know that anybody has said offensive things or that these things aren't offensive uh i think they are i think the use of uh the black scent as it's called is uh you know kind of kind of atrocious and i think you know she she's come out with a statement that said that, that obviously everything was not her intention she didn't she was not aware the word that she used was a racial slur when she was mouthing along to it um that was the only you know that song that title of the creator song was the only time she'd ever heard the word uh because it's not a word that her or her family or any of her close friends would ever mm. use um the clip of her mocking an asian accent seems to be just kind of her talking in a gibberish voice that she claims to have always used since she was a very young age look you know I'm sure she didn't mean to cause any offence. I'm not saying that the offence isn't there. I'm also saying that she was 13 and, uh, you know, people change and sort of move on, I think. I'm, I almost think talking about it at all is almost mildly sort of, you know. Yeah. Giving it, giving it, a t- you know, giving the whole like, oh, I'll find something so we can drag them about. Almost giving it like. Too much oxygen. Uh, uh, Two months oxygen. Good. Well done. Yeah. You're better with words than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I suppose I, I bring it up because of the reaction to it and the fact that the three singles she had released to that point hadn't been as successful as that one single that uh, blew up means that uh, there is a perception from a certain um, sort of side of stan culture and fandom in the music industry Billy is now considered to be in her flop era. Really? Right now? At this point that we're talking about. This point. Just before the album is about to come out, she's considered to be in her flop era. It took... She's been been around for about 30 minutes. Five minutes, minutes, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In June, she appears on the cover of Vogue in her now famous corset, uh, which kind of marks, you know, that beginning of of the new era the the blonde hair slightly uh more kind of um comfortable in her own body billy eilish um and just to give you an idea of like commitment to how she sees these eras i suppose for a few months she was wearing a wig that was the green and black hair some of the photos that you see with her in the green and black hair, although she did have it at one point, is a specially made wig that she had in order to hide the bleach blonde dyed hair that she would use for this era because she didn't want the change in look to get out before all of the official press shots and everything had come out. Okay, that's interesting. It's an interesting amount of dedication to the idea that these eras are separate, do you know? Yeah. I imagine slightly made slightly easier by the fact that she probably wasn't out doing much. Well, I mean, you know, the lockdowns in America have have been even wishy washier than than in England, and of course, we, you know, yeah, in uh, in July twenty twenty one, we're eighteen months into the pandemic. America's oh, sorry, we're in basically a free for all at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like the Hunger Games, Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> They've put a big dome over North America. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's all last man standing uh, as part of a promotion for the new update in in Fortnite. 
Oh yeah. Uh, mm. Oh, is that what it's for? Is it? They, they yes. have, have they now bought America? That's is that right. Their yeah. Recent it's recent being acquisition. used as a social experiment to promote their video Epic game. Games have bought <laughs> yeah. the United yeah. States of America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that and still, that's not nearly as jarring as seeing uh, Radiohead artwork in Fortnite. Sorry, <laughs> which is something what? something I will never get over. When they did the Kid A release, they had like Fortnite skins. Did they? And stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah, yeah, god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, <laughs> good shit. Nobody, nobody is above. No, it. nobody's safe. Nobody is above. <laughs> I remember being in. Um, I remember when, like, one of the times I was in. I think it was maybe the first time I ever went to America. Maybe when I was like eleven, and seeing adverts um wow oh yeah pops, oh, right, which right. america have many so, of they have yeah. they love an advert they do yes commercials if um, you're for americans for americans yeah. uh yeah they're called commercials uh and i remember seeing like and i remember and i remember seeing like actors in in adverts that i considered to be above that no one is above it like I remember, Everyone's maybe it wasn't, got a maybe, maybe, maybe it wasn't <laughs> when I was eleven because I wouldn't have been familiar enough with people at eleven. Maybe when it was when I went when I was like sixteen or something. But I remember seeing. And now, bear in mind, at the time we didn't know this person was a monster, and we thought he was a well-regarded, very serious actor. But I remember seeing Kevin Spacey oh. in like a in like a in like an insurance advert and being like, he's above that sort of thing. Yeah. And then seeing like Leo DiCaprio in one, being like, all these people I <laughs> thought were above being in some shitty advert. It turns out. And everyone's no, a monster. No, 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 no. They will do it. Yeah, everyone's a monster. Everyone has yeah. a price. <laughs> yeah. What's yours? My, my price of being in an advert? Minimum wage. Yeah. Mm. Give Minimum. me anything. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'll pay <laughs> you. you. Or whatever. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> um, so then, Happier Than Ever comes out. The album. It's released on July 30th, 2021. It's 16 tracks and 56 minutes long. Pause for Lucas to complain about that. Way too long. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. It's the same length as Absolution, The Resistance, Origin of Symmetry, Drones, and Showbiz. More songs. <laughs> by by one in some cases, yeah. Or two. Uh, Absolution's 14 tracks long. And one of them is The Sound of Footsteps. <laughs> <laughs> really. And one of them is an interlude, so really 12. What about The Resistance? Um, sound of Footsteps is famously by Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, and uh, also uh, those songs are better, well, oh, more to okay. my taste. Oh yeah, yeah, I disagree with so that. So I'll first take one. more of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, I'll take more of them. It's all written uh, by Eilish and uh, her brother Phineas. I don't know if we've brought oh, him up okay. yet. It's produced by Phineas. It's recorded in Phineas's bedroom studio, but not the one in the family home. Thank Whoa. you. They've moved out, actually. Who's they? Well, they live together in their own crib. No, no, no. They just have their own separate homes. But she goes to Billy's. Uh, she she goes to Billy's. She goes to Phineas's to record music. There you go. I hope he keeps that up forever. I hope when he inevitably goes it alone and starts producing for other people, he's like, yeah, no, that's fine. I'll 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 produce your album, Lady Gaga. Um, here's my address. Yeah, I mean that, that uh, is what happens. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll see you in my bedroom at 9am sharp yeah, yeah. Uh, on this day. And he immediately gets yep. blocked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is what happened, yeah. He, he produced some of the, um, the the Justin Bieber album that comes out the same year as Happier Than Ever. And uh, yeah, that was all done in his bedroom. Uh, a TikTok that I sent both of you of him just making uh, music look ridiculously easy. Uh, easy. Is that, that's, his, that's his bedroom studio. Which I think is it in is his easy. basement. Yeah. It is easy. It's pick easy. up an instrument, play so it. Easy. Pick up another instrument, play it. Make sure you record those instruments in the meantime. Play yeah. a different bit. Yeah. Make sure they sound sort of, yeah, similar or in at least tune. kind of 
Yeah. Like they Easy. go. Yeah. And then, then do another so one. So I disagree, Lucas. Then... I don't think you have to do that that part of it. Oh, true. That's why your music is so uh, unfathomably oh. dissonant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Billy described the process as being much more comfortable uh, than the first album. Um, and there was no external pressure from record labels this time. Uh, the 16 songs that are on the album are the only songs that they worked on. They didn't cut any out. They didn't force themselves to add any. Uh, and I think that is very much kind of, from my perspective, the point of the album. Um, I think it's kind of capturing a period of time. And so anything that was written during that time is the album. Do you know what I mean? It, uh, I think the way it's kind of put together, I think you, oh, although there is a couple of songs that maybe I feel are a bit fillery, but I don't think you could really cut anything from this because it it kind of, they all talk to each other, the songs in it. Does that make any sense? Yes, absolutely. They're all concerned with each other. Yeah. Um, I, I would describe them as, as pieces of a puzzle. I think this is maybe the most narratively focused album that we've ever covered on the podcast so far. It seems to be telling a linear story or at least following a linear emotional journey and taking anything out and listening to it in the wrong order completely undermines uh, the thing that Billy's trying to do on this album, I think. Um, the title is obviously ironic. Yeah, I mean, you get that straight away. I mean, first of all, like, no one says, you know, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm happier than ever. Like, it always, it does sound sarcastic, I think, <laughs> just straight away. I mean, that's mirrored by the fact that she's looking miserable on the front cover. Um, she's crying on the front cover. Yeah, it's great. She's yeah. like she's like classic Hollywood look with that kind of like beige uh, satin sort of background, and she's yeah crying. It's a it's a great album cover. It's great. The album artwork it, being just her on the front, and it's golden white, and she's blonde, and she's looking quite vulnerable. It's like a polar opposite of the last album, and it just sort of the yeah. the album artwork as alone screams more mature and less fun. Definitely substantially less fun yeah i would say this album is more mature and less fun yeah. but yeah the title being oh yeah sarcastic is it what it comes across I, I think there's almost nothing there's almost nothing funny on this album where's go trip on a knife um i uh, we're in general thoughts mode right we could yeah, of course i imagine you struggled thoughts. with this album greatly um yeah uh too long uh too many songs i nothing and so the ones that stand out are kind of broken up by like there's almost zero runs of songs that I'm like into because mm. they're always broken up by songs that I just shrug at. Yeah. There's plenty of songs on it that will go on the playlist, that will go on the Billy Songs What I Like playlist. There's but, only two albums, so it's going to have to be. You know, yeah. uh, there's also there's three. There's three albums. I think I think that speaks to the way that you listen to music, right? Is is uh, You're looking for individual hits of... Uh, I enjoy this, that will go into a playlist that you will shuffle? Well, no, not necessarily. If the song's top to bottom songs I really like, I'll happily listen to it in order and enjoy the whole goddamn thing. Right, but what about an album that is, like, telling a story? But that's it. You've got to... Again, happy with that, as long as I enjoy all the, the, the chapters of that story as songs. Right, no, I, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> But yeah. that's okay. I do understand. I do. <laughs> I think we're kind of saying. You're before, saying, but you what don't... if, like, that you need to listen to it all in that order to get the story? And I'm like, yeah, happily, but I, I still have to like the song. 
Right, but my, my, my point is that the songs rub up against each other. You need to have X song after Y song in order for Y song to make sense. Yeah, but that doesn't mean X song can't be a good version of that song. I understand the idea of, yeah, sometimes you need to put a mellow song after a, a upbeat song, for example, because that is, that is how you want to structure it. But I, have to, I still want the song to be good. Right. Okay. But, but ultimately, yeah. my point is, my point is, a lot of these songs I don't find very good, and so the the whether there's what the sequencing is kind of not what I'm talking about. It's more the, yeah, but there's a bunch of songs that I just don't. But, no, I know. Yeah, but you've proved that's exactly what I'm saying is that you want everything to kind of stand on its own rather than a big sort of cohesive piece. Well, sh- no, surely you agree. Surely you agree. I know you are you are much more into the idea of an album as a piece than me. But if there's a song on the album, and even if it serves a very good, like, purpose on the album, but you think the song is bad, surely you still think the song is bad. No, because I'm not. I'm not separating those things. The fact that it speaks to the album as a whole is what makes it good for me. We're we're kind of we're talking about not my responsibility, for instance. Which is not a uh, don't use that as the example because that's the one of the highlights. But the it's album. not it's not really like <laughs> that compelling a song Enjoy on it. its no. own. You wouldn't put that in a playlist to to shuffle and walk around quite happily listening to that. But it speaks to the album, and that's what makes it so good. We're talking about fitter, happier on OK Computer. Uh, you know, a two-minute long. You keep using examples of really good, uh, really good versions. A, a, of what a, describing a, a two-minute long robotic voice uh, uh, over ambient piano that sums up the entirety of the album. But you would never go fucking stick that banger on. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. To me, I guess, like, I guess, kind of to compare, it'd be like you know, having a uh, a fairly uninteresting dialogue scene in a film mm. that is necessary for you to get the plot or characterization or whatever in that film yeah it's a necessary scene but it's poorly acted yeah i mean yeah like yeah. yes it's necessary but it's like but that's a bad version of that because i don't think they're doing a good job at it. i think the problem where that analogy falls down is that if one scene is poorly acted it usually means there's poor acting in the whole film yeah, so, so it's, it's interesting. Is not, there's a one. It's a one. It's a one scene actor yeah, yeah. comes in, serves <laughs> a very important, <laughs> serves a very important purpose, yeah. but can't act to save their life. But then you, I don't think you can compare actors and musicians in in that way because what about Will Smith? <laughs> well, that's true. That's really true. And what about Tom Cruise in Rock of Ages? Uh, but yeah. um, like music is something that is a, a, a personal vision of one person or, or a group of people usually whereas films are sort of like a much more collaborative process the the other thing about films i suppose is that uh, the way the way it differs uh, the way it differs itself from music is that you genuinely would never watch a film on shuffle that is absolutely <laughs> insane uh <laughs> What about films that are told out of order? Yeah, but you wouldn't watch that on shuffle. Yeah, yeah. Pop, pop pop on shuffle. Yeah, but it would shuffle. ruin the film. The point of that film is it's on shuffle. Might, if you watched it, it on order. shuffle, you'd be watching it in order and it'd be shit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> anyway, that is a long-winded way of saying, yes, your, 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 your assumption is correct, which is I didn't enjoy this album as much as the last stuff. Yes, it's very minor and in its feelings and low-key, and it doesn't have the Lucas way 
banger ratio. But it's not even necessarily banger ratio because obviously a lot of the songs <laughs> I responded to on the first EP were the more like mellow, nice, really beautiful, pretty songs. But a lot of them on here aren't. Your highlight was they're not. Yeah, no, but I also really liked like Lovely, didn't I? I said Lovely would have been on my top two if I was right, allowed, yeah, but yeah, it was forbidden. Um, but that has now, 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 now. That's this is again speaks to sort of like the the way that you listen to music is or, or what you're looking for in songs that you like. That has like parts, right? That has not. I mean, it's the wrong word, but Lovely has like riffs, <laughs> like 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 recognizable parts of an instrument that are playing a sequence of notes that are repeated later on in the song. And as we and know, so music this, is a series of notes, <laughs> exactly. And so much of this album is concerned with tone and ambience and like atmosphere yeah, there's, rather yeah. than it is like because yeah because obviously I, I like a lot of the riffs. like i'm just going through the ch- the track list of the don't smile episode and yeah six feet under bored they're all chill really enjoyed uh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like i don't want to mean anymore. sure yeah, yeah 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 all those because they've got a bit more a lot of the ones on this are very just like oh mm-hmm. and then yes and then and i think that the you know that the point of this album is what's being said which is not something that you listen to yeah. uh, like respond to we'll, i mean we'll get to it at the end i'm sure in fact i'm certain we will get to it at the end <laughs> but i'm very interested to know how this album's received because you know uh, it's not as hasn't got i'm very interested to know what like the sh- gigs for this promotional tour will be because there's not many yeah, that are sta- yeah, yeah. the obvious like well that's going on the set list and that's going to open the gig and that's going to be in a big highlight of the gig i think there are i think there's loads it's, it's um it's holy it's it's holy bible adjacent in in the way that the manics now well i mean i don't think she's going to refuse to play the, some of the songs because she can't be in that mindset anymore she might but at this, some point. this album has a similar purpose to kind of give a mm. feeling rather than like uh a playlist of great again we keep, using the, yeah. bang- we keep using the word bangers like we, i'm looking sort of, for like i'm looking for belly yeah, but you know what time. i mean i'm not always looking like, for bangers as in like the upbeat so with a hook something with a, i think i think we discovered before that you <clears throat> not a big fan of albums you sort of talk about how they're quite long yeah, yeah, yeah. and that you know if everything if every single song isn't brilliant then it's a bad that's album. true in the i don't I think, think you just like playlists in the playlist i have given a number of albums very high scores based on liking all the things that make up that album which is usually the songs. Yeah, usually it's the songs. Yeah. Yeah. You, no, no, that's what yeah. I mean. Usually it's like song by song basis. Do I like all the songs on this album? It's not do oh, yeah. I well, like if we remember how the, w- the songs talk to if each other. If we remember other. the way I scored, um, uh, uh, what was the last one? When we go to sleep, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I basically was like, there's more, you know, there's this many songs that I don't like. There's this many songs I dislike. So that means, and that's basically what I'm about to do with my score with this one in two hours time. Yeah, exactly. Four hours exactly. time but, is... But, is how many songs do I like? How many songs do I not like? And m- turn that into a score. And that's exactly what I'm saying, Luke. You are like song by song yeah. basis. What's the ratio of songs that I like to songs that I dislike? Yeah. That will tell me how much I like the album. And actually, I could dislike half of an album, but still think the album is really good, even if the songs don't work on their own. Mm. Uh, there's also the thing that like, I'm not, I guess, scoring solely off of enjoyment. I suppose there's that. Yeah. It's not about how much did I enjoy the album. It's about how well did the album hold together and how how well did it get across what it wanted to say. And this is an album that is very concerned with what is being said rather than uh, allowing the audience to enjoy how it's being said. Good. I think that's a good take. Cool. <laughs> very good take. You're not going to put on not my responsibility or your power 
and have a I nice time. I got news for you, Steve. I do that all the time. <laughs> it's going on my Billy playlist because yeah. it's one of the ones that I like, and that's, and that's fine. Yeah, it's it is a, it's a quieter, more personal, uh, and, and much less subtle. But also yeah, more oh, subtle in interesting. In I think it's so ways. much more subtle. Yeah, it, yeah, it sounds it, much it, more yeah. subtle. It doesn't beat you over the head with its songs. It's it was very easy. It's very easy to determine what the songs on when we all fall asleep are about just by their tone. I think. Um, and with this one, you do have to dive into the lyrics. Like it doesn't have like like horror horror samples and all of that stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, more than more than any other album we've talked about, my notes predominantly are about the lyrics. What I mean by less subtle is you don't have to go in to find out these metaphors about uh, climate change and St. Peter or, I don't know, you know, all of that to find out what it is about her. Yeah. Whereas these songs are clearly, this is about child abuse. This is about uh, my body image. You know, so so I think the messaging is clear in this. It's It's a subtler album in terms of, uh, soundscape but it, it's it got less metaphors yeah I'm, yeah i'm kind of doing crab hands he's doing the ross he's doing the ross to keep it down a little bit <laughs> the ross keep it down yeah yeah having said um, that i don't know right, I thought, I, a lot of them i have to, I had to look up the lyrics to see what they were even remotely about like surely not for things like your yeah, power like, and getting older though but like like not my responsibility i just couldn't suss it you know i just couldn't, couldn't work out yeah, what it was, it was saying i had to read you. the lyrics i had to look it up i just couldn't you know <laughs> um sorry what were the examples you just gave we'll get to them i'm sure getting older your yeah. power well, we hope so you know yeah very, very obvious what uh, those two getting older. male fantasy very obvious what it's about because getting she older. spells it out uh, like, like Steve said, there's no metaphor on this album, really. Nope. Uh, well, that shows that I'm a pleb because I read the lyrics and then realised I had my entire uh, take about male fantasy was wrong. Uh, amazing. Yeah. I mean, oh. yeah, I would agree that you're a, you're a pleb. Yeah, for sure. I'm a pleb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a fucking handsome one, though. Really handsome yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does this album sound like, though? Ambient synth pop. Like, she's got a lot of synth pop in her, in her repertoire, but this is much more the chilled... There's, like, a lot of songs have just got one thing... And they do it over again with some lyrics. And it's quite, you know, which is normally something I like. I like to listen to a lot of music that's one thing for four minutes. Uh, But those (laughs) things don't normally have lyrics and I'm not listening to it in the same way to analyse on a podcast. We would never talk about the stuff I listen to in that way on a podcast because there'd be nothing to say. Right. Okay. (laughs) It feels a bit more um, classical Mm, in a way. Some of the songwriting. it's, yeah, it's got ambient synths and stuff, but also there's songs played just on a, an acoustic guitar or there's piano or there's songs that uh, sound like No Time to Die, you know? Like, yes. Yeah. I think maybe that, that goes hand in hand with the front cover of just being a standard front cover with the lead singer on it, which is quite a classical kind of thing mm-hmm. to do. Yeah, that's true. The front cover, I mean, you, you obviously don't judge a book by its cover, but I... The front cover did make me think. This like, is an album. Did make me think like. Did make me think like. Oh, is this going to be like a bit of a classic album? You know, like when Lady Gaga did her like, classic. Did her album. like. Did her like. Um, classic standards <laughs> album that she did with Tony Bennett. Yeah. I kind of imagine like just from the album artwork, I kind of picked, thought it was going to be that sort of thing. I think that is the intention, but it's not. There is also the, the intention of like. Um, singer songwriter kind of thing you know like it being very 
personal. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of these things are things that we will touch on uh, when we when we get going. So shall we get going? Yeah, that's a long, that's a very yeah. long, uh, it took longer than usual to, go, to, to waffle on about this now. There's a lot to get into. I'm getting older I think I'm aging well I wish someone had told me I'd be doing this by myself There's reasons that I'm thankful There's a lot I'm grateful for But it's different when a stranger's always waiting at your door Which is ironic Cause the strangers seem to want me more than anyone before Anyone before Too bad they're usually deranged Last week I realized I crave pity When I retell a story I make everything sound worse can't shake the feeling a very uh, a very minimal and sparse uh, arrangement because as we were like just discussing the focus is what she's saying right yeah yeah it's quite long and all it has is just this mm, 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 pulse going mm, through the whole thing yeah. right more or less that's pretty much it and she's very close to the mic uh, so it automatically feels extremely personal because it really, really feels like she's whispering. It's very vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and is 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 definitely the beginning of a story. Uh, I think you know she's like clearly realizing and dealing with something, which sort of then sets up the tone and the themes and the narrative um, of the album uh, as as a whole. I consider this particular song to be part of kind of a trilogy. Like if you put on this and then not my responsibility and male fantasy. You get have a pretty cohesive like idea of what the whole record is about, really. It's I mean, it's kind of a classic thing, isn't it? Of obviously uh, the, the standard like first album you write about everything you've done in your life prior to that moment, and then the mm. second album you write about the last eighteen months of your life. Uh, but it's there's a lot of talk of fame and her career and being a famous musician and that sort of thing. Throughout, I mean, throughout the entire album, really. But like it's straight straight off the bat, you know, almost like the chorus almost sounds like she's basically like fed up of it already. To an extent yeah 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 definitely um but then she is also looking back further than that on this song to kind of tell us like i mean she literally she literally tell us t- tells us like i've been abused and this is the album on which i'm going to talk about it the last line of this song is i've had some trauma i did things i didn't want to i was afraid to tell you and now i think it's time which is literally, she's literally setting up the whole the whole album. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, less subtle. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but it is it's interesting how she she was also dealing with getting older, and she, you know, I'm not to talk about her age again, but she's fairly young in this. But I imagine she's had to do a lot of growing up very mm-hmm. quickly, so she probably feels a lot uh, older than she is. But um, just just a point of have, the last couple of years for you guys been the years where you suddenly think. Oh, actually, I am quite old now. I, I've only come to this sort of recently that I'm thinking, oh, God, like certain reference points. When people said that skinny jeans aren't like 
cool anymore. What? I thought, oh, so fuck. there's Billy going like I've been like I've had to grow up, and I'm going to talk about my my like my like yeah. traumatic past. Trauma. Steve's like I've really yeah. feel old now because skinny jeans aren't <laughs> cool skinny, anymore. Because yeah. Zoomers don't think yeah. I'm cool. I'm just an old yeah. dad. Apparently, you haven't. <laughs> apparently, even a side parting is is a sign you're a millennial, right? Yeah, I'm just starting to think. Oh shit. We are getting, but only in the last couple of years, I felt like a lot younger that's, than that. That's why you're currently wearing a backwards cap and trying desperately to hold on to your youth. And do you think that's what she's doing in this song? No, or? I don't see the. I don't know no. the line that Steve's yeah. drawing here. I don't see the connection. <laughs> I'm not drawing a line. It was just a side oh, point. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, it's interesting that it, it does start. It straight away starts off with um, her talking about how, sort of maturing and, and yeah, getting older, I guess, to an extent. But like. Yeah. Well, th- th- there's another song, I can't remember where it is, where she specifically does say, like, I've done a lot of growing up in the last two years or something. There's a, I can't remember where it is. That oh, I definitely right, remember okay. reading that lyric. Where Obviously, it's not word. She didn't say the words, I've done a lot of growing up in the last two years. But I know, yeah, but 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 yes, yeah. I mean, I imagine, I mean, how old is she when this comes out now? 19. So she is uh, essentially uh, gone from child to adult, obviously very young mm-hmm. adult, but yeah. in the eyes of, in the eyes of the Lord, uh, a an adult instead of a an older child sort of thing which is a very you know that is a, a jump right sort of that sort of going from late teens to hitting 20 is a substantial sort yeah, of, yeah yeah you know jump. it really is yeah and i can only i can only imagine it only made substantially more difficult uh by being in yeah. the public eye constantly during those weird and formative yeah. years definitely we we um we touched on it briefly and i said i'd save it um how uh kind of did you guys hear this album did you like give it a couple of listens before we watched the film because i know you had you had it before we watched the film i i think i must have because you in the film they show her writing you you mentioned right one of the songs is there at the very end yeah 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 yeah. and i recognized it so i must have listened to this album beforehand yeah and we talked about kind of almost the film kind of being uh required viewing which I know that you guys kind of uh, agreed with, because I think this album documents the the same period of time. Um, and so you can't really not draw the conclusion that the trauma, the sexual abuse, the person that some of these songs are sort of aimed at when she's talking about that person is is in the film, right? It's key. Yeah, and this is where when you say does a con does knowing the intertic context of the narcissist appreciate your output Adam's, Adam's yeah. script at the start sure. of the episodes. Yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, I know who this is about. And I yeah. already and I have my own opinions yeah. of I think he's yeah. a prick. Like I've already seen him and don't like instead of just being like, Oh, this is about a song about an ex, right? Like when we were talking yeah, yeah. about uh, you know, uh, uh party favour or whatever, you know, we were just like, Oh, it's about some kind of X that she's got or something like that mm-hmm. because you've seen it got that little bit of content got a little bit yeah a little bit of personal investment in a weird uh in a weird and uh parasocial way you can kind of glom onto it that little bit i mean on on, on particularly on other songs in this album i'm like yeah because I, yeah i get it i get what this is about because we've I seen think there's it. some lines literally that describe what we saw in that i mean they're literally, they're literally like, later on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah there are um and and obviously we saw how he behaved towards her in the documentary and this album yeah, reveals that it's kind of the the, the the tip of the iceberg really 
Um, mm, yeah. Like, uh, you know, there's there's the line in this song. Um, you know, I, I think I think Billy was was uh, deeply in in love with that guy, and it was obviously a bit of an abusive relationship. That the line, I just wish that what I promise would depend on what I'm given, not on his permission. It wasn't my decision to be abused. Um, that idea of getting back the love that you put into a relationship. Obviously, that was absent in it. Um, I think that she's talking about sort of sexual coercion when she's talking about I did things I didn't want to, and that's where the trauma sort of stems. Um, Billy has said that this song is was particularly harrowing to write. Um, and she said, uh, I don't know, I think that that happens a lot. It should be completely welcomed, realising stuff years later. You sometimes don't realise what's going on around you until a really long time later, or realise what you feel until years later. I can speak to this um, slightly. I'm no longer quoting Billy. <laughs> I can speak yeah. to this slightly because when I was very young, I was sexually abused for about a period of about a year and a half. Um, by sort of people that I trusted uh, in my family, not my direct family. I'm not going to implicate anybody on the podcast or anything. Um, but it took me, oh, 15 years to realise that that was a problem. <laughs> like, yeah. I knew it was like, you know, I, I, it happened to in the ages of like 8 and 10. And at 10, I knew it was wrong. I knew, I knew enough, I knew that it was wrong enough that I should tell somebody that it was happening, right? Um, but I didn't realise how badly it had actually affected me uh, until I was about oh, 25, 26. <laughs> because wow. you just go through, like, there's so much... Um... First of all, there's a lot of guilt and shame that goes into it. And then there's so much denial where you just go, no, do you know what, this isn't affecting me, actually. Because you really badly don't want to be the person where you're like, this is what defines my life. So you go through, <laughs> or at least I went through my whole life going, like, no, this hasn't affected me, actually, I'm fine. Actually, this is not an issue. And oh, guys, it was a real issue. It was, <laughs> it was issue, a yeah. real issue. And I've had yeah. a lot of therapy over the last two years. And um, then what? A lot of therapy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, and I'm much better now. And it's it's nice to go through that uh, healing process. Good. But that, I wanted to put that up uh, up front because I respond to this album very viscerally yeah. in a way that I don't want to assume that you guys don't. But I assume you guys don't. Well, I remember when we were talking about this album and mm. you mentioned you, you mentioned in some fashion saying, you know, I, I, there'll be things I will feel uncomfortable talking about. You, you know, you mentioned this. And yep. I, being the plebman with lyrics, obviously wouldn't have picked up on any of that stuff yet because I was only on listen number three. Sure. And it's then made, it then made me realize spot a lot of the lyrics that i wouldn't necessarily have because I, I i was looking mm. for that pattern sort of thing uh, but yes you are right obviously I, neither me nor steve can really yeah i don't i can't personally relate to the album but you know like you you kind of really feel what billy's going through and so i can only imagine yeah. that uh that was tenfold for you and it also makes me i feel slightly uh not guilty that's ridiculous strange that um obviously we we saw the film and mm -hmm. i didn't even consider which is insane like hang on how old is she here how old's he here yeah i didn't like that yeah, yeah. Uh, and we didn't bring well, it I didn't, up yeah. we didn't mention it so they started dating when she was 16 and he was 22 I, I guess i didn't even really consider how old he was maybe i just thought oh he's maybe like another another teenager who's maybe a bit older yeah, no. i don't know i got I, I didn't 
16 and, and 22. Yeah, and yeah, that's not an all right age gap. I mean, it's, it's an not, all right age gap okay. when you're 30 and 36. It's not it's not an all right age gap when you're 16 and 22. Yeah, not 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 so cool. Not so cool. Um anyway, as 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 Billy said, uh she was too afraid to tell you. Uh and now I think it's time. And that like goes directly into her taking no shit for the rest of the album. <laughs> okay. Didn't change my number. I only changed who I replied to. Laura said I should be nicer, but not to you. I love for you were mad at me text. Should've guessed that you would think I was upset. You're obsessed. Don't take it out on me. I'm out of sympathy for you Maybe you should leave Before I get too mean I didn't change my number I only changed who I believe in You were easy on the eyes, eyes, eyes But this can be deceiving Why is this song, why is this song got like Snarling, snarling dogs or something. It's a snarling dog because she's. Is it her dog? She's letting loose, right? She's off the chain now. Is that her? Please tell me it's her. Just going. I don't think it's her. I, I, I think it's her dog. But she's like, right. I'm going to tell you about this, and then she is, you know, going beast mode. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ha- yeah. Well, um. I wonder how. What's his name again? Q. I wonder how Q feel. I mean, I don't give a shit. Uh, Who gives a fuck? Yeah, but uh, obviously this is like one of the most famous artists in the world really, really slam dunking on him for a large chunk of an album. Yeah, yeah, it's a real diss album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so I, one of the things I think is interesting is, is, is that like this is almost the first track of the album in, in a way. It's like the beginning of, of the story because the first one is kind of like a prologue that sets up this whole overarching thing. And then we kind of, you know, it's, the first one is she's like looking back and realising all these things and telling us she's going to tell us about them. Uh, and then we kind of go back to sort of quite, um, sort of like much smaller sort of issues, right? This is kind of like... Um, this like this song basically doesn't directly address any kind of sexual abuse, right? This is just about kind of like a clean break from a bad relationship, or at least that's that's kind of my yeah. interpretation of it. Yeah, like you say, it's uh, almost like the first out, the first track is almost like a prologue or kind of like a warning of like. By the way, this is a thing. I'm intro. going to talk yeah. about it. Intro, and yeah. here is what follows. Please. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Enjoy. And this this feels very um. <laughs> very loose um and it's done that thing where it's 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 got that one she does it a lot on this album it's basically got one beat all the way through that she switches the melody on like the chorus and the verse are the same beat she her vocals are the only thing that 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 changes kind of do you mean with just that that one 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 Ms. Bell just goes yeah, through yeah. that entire thing doesn't it yeah and that and yeah that snarling is sampled through the entire thing I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but that beat is 
is cool, right? It's really cool. Yeah. I like it. I, yeah, I, I like, it's like this, a real smooth. This is one of the ones I like on a, on a musical level, which is obviously primarily how I'm going to talk about almost all these songs. Uh, mm. Because it is somewhat <laughs> in the same vein as the lo- as the sort of music I listen to a lot of, which is just very just like yep, just sit here, bob my yeah, head, chill, bob my head, chill to it. Uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. it makes me feel uncomfortable. I mean, it's probably intentional. Uh, the way she says "and your best friend too," and she puts on this like yeah, horrible, sweet down. little sickly sweet yeah, voice, yeah. and it's very like Lu- Lucas doesn't like "and your best friend too." No, it's course, not. Right? I don't like it. It's not. I don't like it. It's just. It's like really. It's, it's <laughs> and your best. It's friend like. It's, I, feel like, I mean, it's supposed to be really. Yeah, that's the point. Isn't it? Yeah, it's that. That's the, yeah. that's what it's yeah. going for, and that and it works. It's like, and she does it on, um, you know, on, on um, uh, the one, the, not my respons- not, not responsibility. She like intentionally. There's certain lines where she will particularly, like, almost make you, almost make you squirm a bit and be like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, very, very, um, like, uh, evocative vocalist. Um, yeah, I think you know, I, I, it's a cool song. I, I, I like the message of like cutting people off and valuing yourself a little more, um, and recognizing patterns of behavior in people. There are references to real people in this. Uh, one of the lines is Laura said I should be nicer, and lawyer, uh, Laura is her, um, is her PR manager in real life. And at the end, I should have left when Drew said you were bad news. That's like one of her childhood friends. So we're in like deeply personal territory. There is no like even pretense that she might be talking about someone else or is, you know, like you said, Lucas, you got the impression on things like party favor or whatever that she was like, you know, maybe kind of talking about something personal, but dressing it up in metaphor and the kind of almost the the barrier of like, well, this could be about anybody, but this is definitely about her <laughs> and her experiences, mm. and she name checks yeah. her like friends and people that work for her in the song and stuff. Um, At no point does she name check her, her her ex on the entire album, though, does she? Good by name. Don't give him the just space. name check herself next, though. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I guess I like the idea of I didn't change my number as in like we're we're done, but I'm not gonna be like run away and hide and block my and and change my number so you can't get in touch with me. Instead, I'll just fucking I won't let yeah, you ghost do you because because yeah, fuck get you stuffed get yeah. stuffed. Um, <laughs> I really like the uh, the fact that you know the clip that we heard is kind of like a nice sort of like slinky kind of beat. It's kind of chill and you know there's these slightly more experimental touches that come in one is the snarling which i think if you're not listening for it in the mix you could get away with not hearing but then towards the end there's mm. a very aggressive destabilizing like synth sound the one that's just like and it's like it's actually like a bit much in places and doesn't fit with the rest of the song i really like that i think that's very cool Review on the poster, Adam Scott Glasspool. It's a bit much. <laughs> it's a bit much. This <laughs> whole like, album, like, actually, is a bit much. Uh, like you said, Adam, I, like, I think it was only on my last few listens that I really noticed the, the snarling. Like, I noticed yeah. at the beginning, but it's through the entire <laughs> thing. And it was only like, I was like, what is that? And I've written, is that a pig? I assume it's a dog. <laughs> but is it a pig? It sounds a lot. I really like this. The beat's cool. But is it a pig? And then it's revealed at the end, Steve, that it's Joe Pantoliano. Um, yeah. She, uh, that's such a <laughs> I mean, someone somewhere will get that, maybe. Yeah. Jeez. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you're like, is it or isn't it? I don't know. 
Um, but it turns out it is. Yeah, it turns out it is. It turns out it is. It turns out oh, it God. is. Uh, Billy Bossanova. Love when it comes without a warning Cause waiting for it gets so boring A lot can change in 20 seconds A lot can happen in the dark Love when it makes you lose your bearings Some information's not for sharing Use different names at hotel check-ins Hard to stop it once it starts It starts I'm not sentimental But there's something about the way you look tonight mm. Makes me wanna take a picture Make a movie with you that we'd have to hide You better lock your phone For a um for an album that kind of deals with um abuse and trauma and um you know these very depressing sort of subjects, it's also pretty horny. There's yeah, it there, I mean, horny <laughs> there's a bunch of horny songs on this album. Yeah, and this is maybe the horniest. Yeah, it's like I want to make a sex tape with you. We got to hide it. Well, I mean, that's yeah. literally what it, I mean. That's basically yeah. is. It's like yeah. don't don't make sure you don't open your phone in front of people because they'll see all the nudes. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, and we've got yeah. we've got to sneak around and use different names at hotels because we're having this sort of like secret affair. So, so would this be about someone new, a new person, or or is this just like remember that remember when this was the case? Q. Oh, it could be. Um, it could be just taking her power back and just being like, I can be a, I can be a sexual being without you, like you on know, my own d- terms. Despite that, yeah, yeah. And and uh, I, I think it, I think it's both, Lucas. I think it's remembering a time when, you know, uh, the relationship was exciting because you're in that stage where it is mostly kind of sexual. Um, and you're sort of like, and of course, Billy's famous, so you're sort of like sneaking around and stuff. Um, and it's steve said like you know it's it's someone new and reclaiming your sexuality in that way having experienced trauma but also it's kind of a bit of a fantasy i don't think this is actually talking from a place of experience um phineas talks about how like they had to do stuff that was kind of goofy that was like um they have to use freight elevators in hotels because you can't use the normal ones because billy eilish is so fucking famous um and this this album deals a lot with the price of fame especially mm. on, on a young woman um it reminds me, like the the opening like three tracks thing reminds me of a, of a review on the app Music Board, which is letterboxed for albums. And I think I sent it to you, Steve. The review just says, "Now I'm horny and crying." Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> which sums up the album really nicely. But this is definitely one of the the sexier sort of songs. It's not it, the sexiest it is, though. 
it's not, it's not the sexiest, but it is. It's it's yeah, it's one of the sexier ones. Um, yeah. it's it's got that slinky little Latin rhythm. It's, oh, it's a, well, a bossa nova. Bossa nova. A bossa nova yeah. is yeah, it's like a samba. Type we, all, we all tried music. to get to it, didn't we? <laughs> but it is also uh, barely being just a fucking boss. That's the word. and and that as well. So boss. I just like that. Yeah, yeah. Bossa nova. I wonder how. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, they're very close. I'm sure that's fine. I'm sure there's no discomfort. How does Phineas feel, feel about, when she's like, by the way, yeah. I've written this song. It's a bit. It's about my kind of fancy I've got about like shagging a guy. Oh, can you produce and, like, a really fucking, horny and, like, song? And like, yeah. like doing like a sex tape with him and like he's got to keep it a secret on his phone because of how famous I am. And like, we've got, it's like, we've got to sneak around. And he's Look, like, man, and he's I... like, all right, sis, I'll get out the guitar <laughs> and start going. <laughs> I I saw you know I I think we you know we 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 saw the documentary you see how open that family are with their like emotions and yeah. stuff I'm sure that they have a very uh healthy and open sort of uh response to these sort of things uh, and yeah and you're right yeah it's 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 a samba one of the sexiest Oh, dances yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's in a syncopated 2-4 oh well I was going to say that but I figured let Adam have some, let Adam originated have some originated from uh Brazil in the 1950s mm. bossa nova literally trans- translates to new trend because it was the new trend in samba so they need to yeah, rename it now then it's old trend yeah yes <laughs> bossa mm. older good sure I, I i really like this one it's great yeah it's, it's, it's a nice one. vibe it's like a lot of the song i think at least every album at least at least one song i'm just like nice little vibe let's just sit in the vibe it's soft it's a soft mm. vibe. A, yeah it's another thing that's you know it's it's three and a bit minutes long and it's more or less the same thing for the whole mm. three and a bit. Minutes. I like the thing more on this one than a bunch of the other songs. Right, sure. yeah, you've got to <laughs> like, you've got to like the thing. Got to like, like the thing. Cease <laughs> to quote Mr. Robot Wars. Mr. Wars himself. Mr. Robot Wars. Craig Charles. Mr. Wars. Mr. No, wait, Craig Charles doesn't do the narration, does he? He doesn't do the commentary. You oh, know that. God. Which one is Professor you Sharky? This, Steve. Professor Noel Sharky is one of the judges. He also doesn't do the commentary. Does he have a ponytail? The, the, the point is, is that we need to sort of stop yes, there. Yes, right? stop, stop everyone. There. After stop. that song, after that yeah. song, it was a good song yeah. to end on. I think it's a good point to end. The I mean, it's very early in the album. Well, mm. or or late. No, I think it's early because we're doing because I think it's quite early. I think it would be track two or three. Wait, what do you think? We know we just we've just that's true. We, we are yeah recording. We, yeah. This is the same yeah. recording. Yeah, and it's not. Th- is it not three weeks later? Something sure. similar. No. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not something similar to that. No, it's, it's it's not it's something different. July. It's not yeah. July. It's definitely no. not July. We're narrowing it down. It's not July. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it does bring us to the end of the episode. But uh, hang on. Wait, have we got time? I know, you know, mm-hmm. if we got time for an email, can we talk to, can, can we have Rose Morris talk to us for a little bit? Oh, not after the last. Hey, if, no, you were going to, I was, oh. I was happy with it. But as soon as you mentioned it was old Mozza, I'm not yeah. happy. Right. Okay. Ro- well, this is Rosie Moz. Rose Morris. This is what the Mosmeister has got to say. The Mosmeister General says <laughs> hello, uh, which they've put in a massive font. Hi. Uh, oh, no reply, Lucas. Maybe oh. we'll get a reply uh, when, when they email. As back. an email later. Yeah. Yeah. 
I've been listening to the pod since the manic season and just wanted to say how excited I am that you've picked Billy for season three. It's very cool that you will finally be dissecting and analysing a female artist in such depth, the depth that she and so many other female artists working right now deserve. I first discovered Billy in mid-2018, around the time that Bellyache, Bitches Broken Hearts and the Don't Smile at Me EP came out. It's interesting that you mentioned what a modern and of her time artist she is. As I first became aware of Billy through YouTube, and social media. I remember listening to her uh, music with friends at the time and feeling genuinely excited by her music. When her first album came out the following year and she began receiving more mainstream attention, it felt like the critics and the grown-ups were finally catching up with an artist whose audience had been following her online for years. I also remember being shocked to learn how young she was. I was surprised to learn that she was born in 2001 when I first Googled her, uh, as her music seemed so fully formed and self-assured. I'm 23 and three years older than Billy, so it was the first time I'd been a fan of an artist that was younger than me. I grew up listening to bands from before I was born, so it was great to see someone so young making such unique and interesting music. It's also very cool to see how modern icons such as Lord have started to influence younger talents like Billy. Uh, good luck with the season and can't wait to hear what you all make of Miss Eilish. Best wishes, Rose. Well, I mean, you're now pretty much uh, pretty yeah. aware of, of how we feel about uh, uh, Miss Eilish. And it's very interesting to me that you said um, to see how icons such as Lord have started to influence younger talents like Billy because Lord herself, uh, very young, yeah. right? How, yeah. how old's Lord? <clears throat> she can't be more than 23, 24 now. He's been around since the, since the beginning of time. He created the, the Lord. Lord. Our yes, Lord and indeed. Father, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's also interesting how she discovered her on YouTube because um, as the culture secretary uh, found out, a lot, a lot of kids are listening to, uh, are watching yeah. a lot of t- TV on YouTube these days. It's very surprising. Which is a big well, shock. We have had the internet for 10 years now. Mm, yes, that was it. You also saw it? that clip of her. Well, she, she said we've had the internet for 10 years. Did you see that someone yeah. surmised that um, because in the Olympics... They had the the play that, uh, and they the have play. the person they turn the big play, the, big play, the opening ceremony, <laughs> yeah, and they, you see the, the guy playing the actor who the guy I can't even speak. The guy who's playing the actor, the actor playing the guy who invented the internet, turning it on. So they were like, "Did you think that that was everyone that was there him watching him turning it on? I was there when it but first started. That was Tim Berners Lee literally hitting yeah. go on the that internet was ten years ago. So that, but that wasn't an actor, right? That was Tim Berners Lee. Tim Berners Lee, yeah, yeah, there yeah. You go. So I fucked all of that. So, up, you but, you know. so it was the guy playing the actor who yeah. turned out not to be an actor, and it was in fact just the guy. <laughs> I was too excited. <laughs> I was trying to do Thank some you satire. for your email, Rose. That's Thank great. You. And it's cool. nice to hear uh, something about Billy. Um, <clears throat> but that does bring us to the end of another episode uh, thank you very much for listening our next episode we're going to continue our coverage uh, of happier than ever um but come and tell us what you thought about the stuff that we talked about at the beginning of the episode which i definitely remember because it wasn't three weeks ago, <laughs> uh, just a minute and, ago. i remember huh? saying that stuff about the intro f song thinking exactly of it, like the opinions i had on that song Yes. And the fact that i thought it was either good and or bad and we had an interesting discussion about uh subject Something didn't we? Yeah, we had a discussion <laughs> about we? something before did that. We know? Yeah, I think we did. I think we did. I think sure? we had some kind of discussion. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Let us know what you uh, uh, think about that by coming over and talking to us on our social media. You can find us on Twitter at What Is Music Pod, Instagram at What Is Music Pod, TikTok at What Is Music. 
that's a shame and if you'd like to send in something a little bit longer <laughs> like rose did do about it you can, i don't think so you can have us read it out on the show uh email us what is musicpod at gmail.com there's also a couple of ways you can support us other than listening if you would like to and one is to buy our merchandise we have wares with which uh to offer you um <laughs> You go to whatismusicpod.redbubble.com and you'll find some stupid designs and one cool one. Um, If you don't fancy the merchandise, but you do want to give us money, (laughs) fine. That's fine. (laughs) That's fine with me. Uh, Go to coffee.com, ko-fi.com slash whatismusicpod Mm. and you can donate just like a couple of quid, uh, whatever it is. Uh, All donations gratefully received and go towards our running costs. Actually, Steve is shaking his head. Adam, that, that's also another re- one I buggered up with, and it's coffee.com forward slash what is music. I've been saying what is music pod for every single. That's episode. why we haven't got millions. <laughs> you are a real dickhead. <laughs> um, Steve, why are you so shit at being in any way involved in this podcast? Yeah. No, Steve's yeah. lovely and he's oh. wearing a hat as well. Uh, that about does it thank you again for listening we will of course leave with our regular sign off now because of the way that we do record these not to you know peel back Mm. uh, the flesh of the wizard Uh, I genuinely have no idea what we've already said what we're going to say and what we may or may not have landed on Mm. I'll say don't belly your ache yeah or ache will belly flop you that's I mean it's not good but it's not uh, it's not nothing it's at least words happy the never happy happy the never happy the never that's my favourite one just the name of the album and then bye happy the never but if you say it quick enough it feels like it's something it's yeah so as always Happy, Happy than, than ever, ever by. <laughs>